Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of A Vision for You. Today is Sunday, September 1st, 2019. The share ID numbers for Friday, August the 30th are the following. For the 7 a.m. Eastern Big Book Study, 13,340. That's 13340. For the 10 a.m. Eastern Big Book Study, 13,342. That's 13342. This morning, A Vision for You presents Change. The Big Book teaches on page 143 that to get over drinking, or in our case, compulsive overeating, it will require a transformation of thought and attitude, a change. The 12 steps, as outlined in the Big Book, represent a process of spiritual awakening, a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. The real advantage of these steps is that they are a specific, proven method for producing a transformation, a change in the way we think, a change in the way we feel, a change in the way we behave. Ideas, emotions, and attitudes, which were once the guiding forces of our lives, are cast to one side, and a completely new set of conceptions, ideas, and attitudes begin to dominate us, hence a new vision. The results are disproportionate to our efforts. We are moved to a new state of consciousness and being, a personality change sufficient to overcome compulsive overeating and to bring about recovery, a life which is happy, joyous, and free. The big book speaks of a transformation stemming from access to a source of strength, a power, which before we had denied ourselves. Joining us today to speak about change is Adam D., a recovered compulsive overeater from now Denver, Colorado. Adam's experience and personal insights are always thought-provoking and compelling, so it's with great pleasure and appreciation that I welcome Adam to the line this morning. Good morning, Adam. Thank you, Leah. Are we good? Can you hear me? Yes. I can. Wonderful. Uh, good morning, everyone. Um, it's it's a pleasure to be uh, sharing with you all. I've done this before. I think I did it actually last year at about this time. Uh, what was it? The Broad Highway, talking about my perceptions of of my spiritual growth uh, as an over-the-road truck driver. Um, and and here I am again. Uh, thank you, Leah. Uh, Leah, for asking me. Um, and and when when uh, it was asked, what topic? Uh, what do you want to call your talk? Um, I'd been giving that some thought. She gave me some time to think about it, and I and I'd been thinking for a couple weeks. Uh, and uh, I couldn't. I couldn't. I thought, well, I want to talk about relationship stuff. I want to talk about stuff. Uh, that I that I've learned uh, uh, as a man that's married, uh, relationship inventory stuff. I've, I've grown so much in this area of my life, uh, and and I thought, no, I got chicken. <laughs> I was like, I'm not really. The timing's not right for that one. Maybe another time. Uh, uh, my wife and I are are uh, moving. Uh, we're we're buying a house. We're selling a house. <laughs> and I just kind of put that put that aside for today. And I and I so I thought about it some more. And I thought, well, what what would I talk about? I I, I have such a 
such an intimate relationship with shame. And I'm learning so much about shame uh, in, in my 20th year since I read the big book the first time. I'm, I'm learning so much more about shame now. And I, and I told her I would talk about shame and forgiveness uh, with, with change being the, the main idea. Um, every, everything you said, Leah, in your introduction, uh, the reading you provided, um, I've had that experience. Um, you know, I, I, that, that, that language in the book, uh, it, it, is, it is coming, coming alive in my life. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a different man today. Uh, as a compulsive overeater, uh, I, I'm at a healthy body weight today. I've been in Overeaters Anonymous for uh, somewhere around seven years. Uh, um, I, I don't want to talk a lot about my about my uh, qualifying, but I can I can tell you that I'm a I'm a binge eater, um, and, I, and I'll and I'll and I would at the end I would I would be in the basement uh, eating. Uh, Two pizzas, uh, half a gallon of ice cream, and a gigantic uh, bag of uh, popcorn. Uh, that'd be like a night, you know, just a big binge. Um, and I'd be getting drunk with that. Um, and when I was done eating that, I'd, I'd, the movie would be would be finished. I'd be queuing up another movie. It might be 11 or 12 or one. And and the idea would come into my mind to to go get that second half a gallon of ice cream and get some more. And I and I'd go, I'd kind of heave myself off the couch in the basement there in my man cave in my dark cave, and I'd go bounding up the stairs, laughing, <laughs> like this. It was just weird. It's a, it's, it's humbling to admit this, but I would be laughing in this maniacal way, and 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 then at the same time crying. Uh, but I, I would go upstairs to get more. Um, but I'm I'm I am uh, uh, I'm a recovered member today. I have a plan of eating that tells me what what when and how much to eat today. Uh, so I, I want to move right into talking about what we do together. Um, I've I've attended uh, a recovery workshop out west a couple few times. And, and it's a four-day uh, recovery event in which they go through all the steps. They have panel speakers, uh, participants get up and share their experience, strength, and hope. And between each session, uh, they don't end each session with a prayer. Uh, they ask that the entire conference uh, be uh, uh, held in, a, in, in the spirit of prayer, every bit of it. Um, and I really like that idea. Uh, and, and I would start my talk with this idea that uh, you and I uh, are, are doing prayer work right now. Um, uh, the, the, the gathering together, uh, are, for me, are essentially conversations with God. Um, and and this, is, this is part of my new uh, opening, learning, uh, becoming opened enough to, to communicating with my higher power. Uh, doing this work, doing this this step work, um, looking inward, uh, uh, learning about who I am in self-reliance, uh, storytelling, what that looks like, sharing my example, um, hearing your example. Again, it's all to me. It's all prayer work. You know, God hears all of it. 
Uh, you know, God speaks to me through you. God speaks to me through many things. Sometimes I hear the answer uh, in prayer and meditation. Um, and and that stays pretty close to me, um, this this uh, loose idea of, of conversation with God. Um, you know, the physical recovery, uh, the emotional recovery, spiritual recovery. Um, to me, all of it's very mysterious. Um, and, and I want to understand everything, but I, I, I've given up trying to. Um, I just I just continue working on it. Um, the idea of shame, uh, sharing my story, I love it. You know, I'm, 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 I've got, shame's come up. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, these people are so much better than I am. Uh, it's going to be disjointed, unorganized. That's a shame. Uh, that's that's some that's just a habitual uh, thought uh, path I've I've uh, engaged in most of my life since childhood. Uh, not good enough. There's something wrong. They're not going to like me, um, and I don't understand it. I live it, but I really don't understand it. Uh, so my work in recovery, you know, inviting God into my life, inviting my higher power into my life, it's so much about getting honest, uh, uh, discovering how it how it shows up in my life, what it sounds like, what words does it use, what actions does it does it take. Uh, this shame, what 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 does it look like? What does self will look like with shame? And I re- and I really um, I know about it. Now, this idea of forgiveness, I don't know so much about that. You know, I'm I, you know again, what's God have in store for me? What's God's vision for me? Oh, I don't know. You know, I'll have to wait. Uh, the intuitive thought will come. I have experience; it will come. You know, will I have knowledge of God's will for me all the time? No. Can I recognize Adam's willfulness? I'm getting better at that. And as I get better at that, I'm going to be open perhaps to the the intuitive thought, that, that prompt, that loving prompt from, from my higher power. You know, how to how to how to how to respond, uh, how to be what you know, what would God have me do? So it's 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 very uh, spiritual awakening, spiritual experience of of what variety? Is this a burning bush, white light, bright light, uh, or the educational variety? Um, you know, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. It is materializing, um, and the fact is, it's taking me years, and that, and that's that's okay. It's just that's just what it is. What areas in my life am I shame-based? You know, I, I really want to pay attention to that. As I practice spiritual principles in all of my affairs, I want to watch for shame. Uh, I may not, you know, I'll miss, I'll miss it, but I, I do want to pay attention. You know, where am I, where am I going it alone? In um, what roles uh, is shame likely to drive me? You know, where, who, who, what, what actor is showing up on the stage? You know, Adam. How is that? Who, who is Adam? Uh, where he's showing up as a shame-based man. 
So the definition of shame, uh, my prayer work, my God work, uh, conversation with God a lot of times uh, really opens up when I get out, when I, when I type a word into Google dictionary or I crack open my old, my old timey uh, dictionary. Um, and, and this is really helpful for me. The definition of shame, painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. You know, I, I, I read that and I, and, I, and I immediately can start shifting. Oh, my gosh. The consciousness of wrong, that's what I am. That's, that's what's in my heart right now. That's, and this, this, again, I've, be, I've become more skillful at recognize this is self-will. This is Adam. Shame is an unpleasant, self-conscious emotion typically associated with a negative evaluation of the self. Withdrawal. Motivations and feelings of distress, exposure, mistrust, powerlessness, and worthlessness. You know, there's, there's the di dictionary definition. You know, if we're doing spiritual work and we can, we can slow everything down and, and just look at these ideas simply and, and, uh, and be honest, what, what does this, what does this, uh, how does, how does, how does this, how is this in my heart? And shame is a, a very scary emotion. You know, on, on the uh, page 67, fear, fear of what, you know, um, this, this idea of the, the evil and corrosive thread, you know, fear being shot through the fabric of our existence, you know, fear of what, you know, fear inventories, what's the fear, fear, you know, I'm talking about shame. You know, it hasn't been too long that, that this became illuminated to me, fear of the pain of shame. You know, fear of the pain of shame. I, that's kind of an abstract idea to me. It's hard for me to wrap my, my mind and my heart around what that means. Fear of the pain of shame. You know, I know, I know when things are scary, I want to run or I want to fight. You know, fight or flight. Fear of the pain of shame, and 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 in my relationships, and my in the roles I perform in my life, I, I fight, I fight people, I I run, I run away, uh, and and again, in in what cases is shame, uh, what what part does shame have to play here in, in my running and fighting, and uh, these are things that I really want to look at. You know, if I'm, am I powerless over my obsession with this shame-based, these core beliefs I have about myself? You know, God, what do I do with this? How, how do I, what, what's, the, what's the solution? You know, forgiveness. You know, uh, what, what's forgiveness? Is that the consciousness of, of, of uh, what, what's, I'll get the dictionary out again. Uh, the consciousness of, of what? Forgiveness. Consciousness of release. Uh, so I'll, I'll read the definition that I've got here. The, the forgiveness, the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. 
And I'll read some more that I that I plucked out and I liked. Psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. Okay, so this idea that that forgiveness is a an, is a uh, deliberate uh, decision. You know this 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 action this process of of releasing. Um, I like that. You know, again, how would God have me be uh, shame based or one who's capable of being forgiven? Can I forgive? You know, can I forgive myself? This has really been hard for me to try and put together this package of these ideas, my my insights, my experience, my understanding uh, on on shame and forgiveness. But again, I, I can tell you all about shame. You know, a lot of us call each other every day with 10 steps, shame, 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 shame. Well, am I calling and doing that to get release, relief? Am I calling? Is that giving me relief? And I, and again, I'm, I might not be moving forward with just getting relief from this daily thing. I really want to open this book up. I really want to open myself up to this shame that is indeed killing me. The same ten step over and over and over again. I want to change. You know what? What what does forgiveness really look like? So you know, again, it's been it's been really difficult for me to put these ideas down and in, in uh, you know an attempt at presenting my experience. Um, you know, I can tell you about I'm a bad man. <laughs> Uh, but but again, what's the God idea look like? You know that, that's tricky. Um, I can do it, but it's but again, it's 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 hard to hard to uh, package it up. So what I'm going to try to do is talk about uh, four different actors. Uh, me, I'm I'm playing all the parts. Uh, so I'll start off with an actor who is the employee. I'm I'm the employee. I'm at my job. I'm the worker. And as I mentioned last year, my story was was partly about being a truck driver. And I'm I'm doing my job. I'm driving down the road. I get a message over the electronic satellite thing, the Qualcomm. And the message comes over. Uh, to, from my fleet manager, but it's from his desk. I can see that. It's a personal message to me. It's something I, I want to pay attention to. And I'm only able to see part of it because I am driving and it, and it doesn't enable me to, you know, go deep into looking at the screen. But it gives me a little beginning message. It says, when we come in for service, we need, and that's the end of the message. So I'm getting a message from my boss, and it says, when we bring the truck into headquarters to the Capitol, to the, to the office, to the authority, to the, to the white glove inspector general's office, when we come in for service, we need dot, dot, dot. And I pause. And instantly in my mind, this flood 
this narrative strikes up, and it's this habitual pattern of of of, of, of thoughts, this reaction of oh shit, this is this is bad, you know. And we we need to fire you. We need to punish you. We need to reprimand you, sanction, tar and feather, shame you. Come on down to the office. That's what, for me, being in self-reliance, living my life on my willpower, my willfulness, that's what it sounds like. My subconscious has those those self-beliefs, those core beliefs down deep, all shame-based, and they come bubbling out, and this narrative starts up. It's it's like this dark cloud. I, I I create this dark cloud. You know, again, shot through the fabric of our existence, this evil and corrosive thread. You know, self-centered fear. You know, my my subconscious is 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 uh, loaded with this stuff. Uh oh. You know, the childhood shame. You know, is that where it all started? You know, that 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 did I make these decisions about myself? Uh, from experiences in childhood, yes. You know, sit in the corner. You go to the office. Sit down in the hall. You know, uh, a, a very angry father. Uh, uh, you know, dad's home. You know, oh, what'd you do? You know, I, I have my history, lots of childhood experiences. I was loved as a child. But again, as a child, I, I made some child decisions on 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 the world and and how i fit in it and i picked up a, a large amount of shame based uh, uh perceptions a lot of i made a lot of attachments to shame based kind of thinking um you know instantly my mind turns on with this message you know this this habit this well known pattern of reacting oh man i'm going to be in trouble you know, uh, and that that can ruin my whole day. You know, I can I can turn this into they're going to fire me. I'm going to I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my wife. I'm going to you know all it's just this negative narrative strikes up. You know, it's it's the pattern I I use to interpret pretty much anything. Uh, I have neutrality in in many areas of my life, but but again, at, at work this will crop up as the worker. You know, bad man, bad boy, you know, you're in trouble. Well, I have experience with this, you know, and I am, and I do pause. And I am watching for it. You know, I got a phone call about, hey, you want to talk on this phone thing? What would you like to talk about? Oh, I'll talk about shame and forgiveness. It'll be great. Um, I'm hypervigilant, you know, looking at that shame and, and how it shows up. And I just laugh out loud. I'm driving down the road. I see this message. I still have the discomfort in me. And that's okay. That's okay. But I laugh at this message. I, I am aware of the narrative of, of, of Adam's scenario. Adam's, the you know, the director running the show and arranging the lights. You know, bad man. You know, but I also have experience. I have knowledge of God's unconditional love of me. No matter what, no matter what happens, I do believe that. I've had experiences in recovery where I, I have seen this truth. 
You know, go ahead and take me to the office. Go ahead and bring me in, punish me, fire me, whatever. I might not like it. And I can be afraid. I can be uncomfortable and squeamish about having this this deal. You know, I can emote. I can get angry. I can cry. I can, you know, again, I can, I can feel this experience with God. But, but, you know, again, with God, I don't have to sink into this blind, foggy, deep shame place. You know, this place of futility, this dreary desert, you know. Again, I, I pull up these, these words. I love that language. You know, the bitter morass of self-pity. Well, you know, again, I'm, I've created this because I'm a bad man. You know, I'm I'm going to be fine though. I can I can go there. This nothing's going to happen. You know, but but again, the inside job of my subconscious, these core beliefs that I these decisions about myself, and and the, and all the judges, all the re- reviewing stands that watch me, that watch me do everything I do, and they hold the cards up and evaluate me and how I'm doing. It, it, this inside job, me all by myself, it's it's killing me. You know, I'm such a bad man. You know, again, God, where's God in this? What does forgiveness look like? You know, again, maybe, maybe, maybe I did something wrong. Well, that's okay. I can make a mistake. I'm human. I will make mistakes. I've, 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 I understand that. That's reality. You know, in God's world, I can make mistakes. You know? Having done some of this work, you know, the self-condemnation, this habitual shame, the drama associated with shame, the, the toxic energy, the, the, it's just, it's horrible. And I'm addicted to it, apparently. It's, is that right? I don't, I don't know. Am I addicted to this shame drama thing? You know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's really confusing. But again, I'm I have I'm having this experience and I've got the awareness and I and I accept this about myself and I can give it to God. Bring it on. <laughs> you know, go God teach me, use me, you know, what's this this thing with me, beat me, make me write bad checks, you know, whatever. You know, when we come in for service we need what? Hmm. I wonder what that'll be. I, I hope to be of service. God, help me be of service. You know, will you lovingly guide me during this experience? Protect me from any meaningless harm. I'm yours. You know, go ahead. I trust you here. You know, but again, the shame is, um, I want to let it go. You remove it. You, you take it from me. Let's, let's just see what happens. Keep, keep, the, keep the ball rolling, God. I'll, I'll keep driving. I'll bring my truck in and we'll, we'll, we'll you show me what's going on. You know. And, and to me now, these are all purposeful experiences. You know, this, this idea again, 10th step, are we 10th stepping these daily experiences? Am I looking for relief from, from the, the crappy day I had and how bad I felt about myself or they, they made me, I got scared? Or, or am I looking for the potential here for the God reliance? That's that forgiveness thing, you know? You know, I want to stop fighting shame. I want I, I can acknowledge this is who I am. It'll come up. Now and and that's my opportunity to ask God to remove my obsession with shame. 
the shame beliefs, the narrative, that, that, that drama. You know, God, can you replace this? Can you, can you fill me with knowledge of your will here, knowledge of your unconditional love? Will you align me with the truth? Change me. Heal me from this state of consciousness. Right? Back to that definition. Please change me from this state of consciousness. You know, I, I can't live like this anymore. So, you know, I, I, I look at this work, again, my reaction to these experiences and talk about childhood issues. And I realize, you know, my, this obsessive mind and, the, and these years and uh, all these experiences of the, the despair and the shame and, and the, the negative feelings towards myself, the self-contempt, you know, I'm a child, you know. And and again, going back into childhood with with sponsors and talking to other other men in recovery, men and women that I fellowship with, and we we share these experiences, and I can go back and, and observe that child when these things were occurring, and 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 start to reinterpret the environment. You know, reexamine the, you know what the experience was. What what decision did I make then as a child? of who I was, how, what my worth was, you know, and, and, and I can make progress there. I've made progress there. A lot of forgiveness has, has come to me there. And, and that, that requires for me an active use of the will, you know, with, with my higher power, with God, you know, and I am a child and, and one that is loved no matter what I do, no matter what I'm up to. You know, no matter what I'm up to this afternoon or tomorrow or 10 years from now. You know, I've come to believe my God can restore me to sanity in any situation whatsoever. Change me on this core level. You know, that that's the work. It's happening. You know, everything that, that was read in the introduction is happening. You know, it's very dynamic. It's living. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, what's the word? Experiential. It's today. You know, today's the today's our daily bread. Here, here it is. What are we gonna do? What do you have for me? Who am I gonna show up, God? I'm curious. I don't want to be I don't want to be shame based anymore. You know, maybe I'll be fired. Maybe they'll humiliate me. Maybe I was seen peeing somewhere behind a dumpster. Maybe they've got a video or worse. That's okay. I'll be okay. You know. Again, for me, that's 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 me you know when there's some forgiveness there and it's and it's in my own heart you know and and for me god's making that so you know source is 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 entering and, and moving aside this attachment this darkness this this energy that i've grasped and held on to most of my life i'm 55 years old and i'm and i'm changing now <laughs> That's funny. Moments later, you know, there's a lot of lot of moments go by there, but actually, it was only a few moments later go by. I I can I pull over, or I I think I pull over, and I can see and hear the entire message. So here's what the message said. You know, driver Adam from the boss. When we come in for service, we need to get the truck washed. It's time. Crazy. 
thank you, God. Thank you, source. Thank you, universe. You know, I need to learn this. I needed to, you know, traverse the, the, these stepping, this stone, this, this path, this part of the path. It's time. You know, it's time to wash the truck and it's time for Adam to, to have this experience with a little bit of the, uh, a little bit more humility, you know. Message had nothing to do with me being a bad man or a bad boy. You know, thank you. Thank you, higher power. You know, I'll take that. So another actor that that I that I play currently is the father. I have a son uh who is uh 22. He'll be 23 in a couple months. I love him dearly. Uh, uh, I love being a father. Um, a huge part of my recovery life, being a being a parent. And I've I've received so many, so much abundance uh, in recovery, and a lot of it was messy and horribly broken and I and I failed miserably and and uh I but I've learned so much. I've changed so much. It it's been so good. This this shift, the shifts that have that have taken place for me. So as the as the father, I've got a couple uh scenarios on that one that, that relate to my my shame based disposition. The core beliefs that are in my heart about who I am. How does shame come come out in my in my uh, daily actions and my relationships as a father? My son goes off to college. I'm this over the road truck driver, and and in the years before then, you know we're doing all the right things. Uh, he's really working hard. He's got an honor student. Works really hard. Uh, I'm working hard. I'm I'm paying attention. I'm showing up. Uh, we've got funding secured. He's earned a really nice scholarship. Uh, we're going around the country doing tours at, at, at different places. It's it's a really an experience I never imagined having. I never went to college, so you know this is this is all we're all into abundance and gifts territory for me. Um, we've been we've been working at this for years, uh, and I was all in. Um, now prior inventories have revealed other self lots of self-seeking episodes on my part. You know this isn't a uh, Ward Cleaver kind of thing, uh, and, uh, you know. It was, it was just again. It was, it was, but but overall, this was really a, this was really a cool thing that that was I was that I was given, uh, you know. Uh, but the, but the stuff that came up that I do want to mention: Dad's a good dad if son performs well, kind of stuff. You know, I can I can be validated. I can be valuable if my son's successful. You know that that kind of stuff. So anyway, moving beyond that, uh, I'm a driver. I'm a truck driver. And, you know, the ritual of parents taking their sons or daughters to college, uh, you know, we see that on Facebook. We see it. You know, we know it. You know, culturally, it's kind of a thing for those that have that experience, those that, that families that send kids to college. It's it's really kind of a rite of passage. Uh, and, again, I never went to college, but I'm 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 seeing this thing unfold. My son's going to college. He's going to Iowa State University. It's I'm so excited. I'm so proud. You know, it's it's incredible. But I'm an, I'm an over the road truck driver. Well, my sister's available to step up and and meet him. You know, 900 miles from home to his new university with his 
Jeep loaded with, you know, the computer and the blankets and the special mat the bedding for the dorm mattresses and 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 clothes and you know it's just you know oh. it's wonderful. It means so much to me these these things that 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 you know that I got to experience you know to to see this uh, and to, and to prepare that he's there he's he's going in this direction but I'm not there my sister's there now how would god have me be you know what what do we have here shame or forgiveness how would god have me be you know i'm a, i'm an over the road truck driver i'm gone all the time my son's going to university. I didn't ask for the time off. How would God have me be sad, disappointed, understanding? Maybe ne- well next year, darn it, boy, I'm doggone like wish I sure would have liked to seen that. There won't be next time, but oh, you know, again, how do I navigate between? Oh, you suck. You sh- you're a bad father. Because habitually, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna pack a pipe full of those kinds of narrative thoughts and just the smoke. Fill the room with smoke on you, bad dad. You left your son alone. He's, you know, it's just again, it causes me to emote. You know, that's just like sad stuff. You know, you bad man. You know, my sister was there, and he was loved. There were there were pictures, and I didn't go down the drain emotionally, spiritually. I, you know, my higher power gently produced these intuitive thoughts that Adam, you're 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 fine. You're working hard. You're providing. You're 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 supporting him. You're you're where you need to be. Um. You know, but this is tough stuff. You know, again, I I can't. I it's, it's, it's again, this is just really hard stuff to to uh, articulate, and it's also hard to hard to uh, discern. You know, between self will and God's will, God God consciousness. You know, God's the presence of God, the consciousness of of God. You know, how would God have me be? You know, what's God's vision of me here in this in this case? It's beautiful for me. You know, I can I again I'm not gonna be trashing myself for weeks and months and maybe years. I should have done this. I don't want to live that way. And I God doesn't want me to either. And I believe God doesn't want you to either. Because we're not helping each other when we're walking around with that shit shot through our fabric. We're not helping each other. We're just sipping on each other's drama. You know, and, and I'm and I'm passionate about that, but I I think my higher power, I'm so grateful for these experiences, these painful experiences, because maybe I can talk to a guy about when his kids go off to college. That's that's there's nothing better. You know, my son's fine. You know, my, my I'm fine. You know, again this this is all stuff uh you know, just filled with with abundance. So to stay on that same 
vein of, of father, the actor. I'm, I'm, I'm the father. This is mostly the current stuff, the employee and the father, father stuff. My experience, my son being in college, you know, here's a, here's a new vignette or a new scenario. Uh, my son's in college. He's all moved in. He's all good. I'm hearing good reports. He's happy. He's I'm really involved. He's taking all these science and tech classes and all this stuff. It's all good. I'm feeling like a good man, <laughs> right? The self-seeking stuff. You know, my self-esteem is being gratified because I'm the father of the year. You know, but I'm unaware that he's actually struggling. He's, he's struggling academically. I have no idea. I'm just hearing these wonderful things, and I'm thumbs up. Life is beautiful. It's amazing. Maybe he's maybe he's experiencing some depression. You know, you know he's 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 acclimating to being at university life in his first year. His mother had died three years prior to that. You know, dad becomes an over-the-road truck driver and leaves, and he's out here. I have no idea really what's going on with him. You know, he, he, I think he might be, he, he may have been getting into gaming for six, eight, ten hours a day. I have no idea. Maybe even into some drugs. I have no idea, really. I'm ignorant. I never actually went to college, so I don't really know what a lot of this stuff is about other than what I hear some of you people talk about and stuff I hear in TV and, 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 and media, whatever, about college life and how families support their college children. Well, it turned out that... In, in short, my son failed one of his courses. He actually failed a course, F. And, and I think in one of them, he got a D. Well, dad has no idea about how really to, to provide the, the support. My son wasn't asking for help, so what, am I, what was I supposed to do? Is this unmanageability, powerlessness? Okay. Well, when you fail a class, I didn't know this. I'm a grown-up. I don't know this. He lost that $18,000 scholarship. You hear that sucking sound? Money gone. You know, academically, he didn't measure up. They pulled it. Ignorance? You know, again, what does forgiveness look like? Your dad's, a, dad's you know, again, self-seeking. I'm a good, I'm a good dad. You know, I, I, I'm going to use my son's accolades, his experiences vicariously. This is going to validate me as a good man. It's going to, it's going to mitigate, kind of suppress these shame-based thoughts in all these other areas of my life. And this one, and this, this scholarship thing happens, and my son's really struggling. Oh my gosh! Wait a minute. I, you know, and I hadn't helped with this. I didn't come up with this on my own. Adam, you really didn't know. You know, there's no shame here. You didn't know. You didn't have the information. You mean if he would have withdrawn from that course a month or, you know, eight weeks in or whatever period of time lapses, if he's struggling, you can withdraw. He wouldn't have gotten the F. He wouldn't have lost a scholarship. Yeah. Oh, dang. Is ignorance a character defect? No. No, it's not. You know, if he fails, <clears throat> what what's my shame? What, what does that look like? You know, again, can I can I forgive myself for being ignorant? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> you know, four, five, two, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, could I forgive myself for being ignorant? Oh hell no. Absolutely not. 
Uh, but ignorance is just not having the information. You know, I didn't know he was struggling. I didn't know about the academic, you know, the the realities with scholarships. I didn't read the fine print. I was just so happy he was there and it was all good. You know, can I can I spare him? You know, can I can I forgive myself? Can I forgive myself for not knowing what he always needs? You know, how would God have me be as a father? Am I supposed to know what he always needs? No. That was God's no. God just said no. You can't spare him. Can you anticipate all of his needs? No. You know, for me, the way God talks to me, that's the God voice. No, he can't. Bad dad? Bad bad guy? No. I was just ignorant. You know, he, he needed help and wasn't asking for it. You know, even if he asked it, I may not have had the information to help him anyway. I, I, I you know, I could have suggested the uh, on-campus counseling, you get tutoring, whatever. But you know, again, I'm there's a limit to my scope of influence here. You know, big stuff for me. Maybe you know, again, this this my, my experiences here. Uh, uh, you know, educational variety, spiritual awakening. Am I God reliant here? Uh, as as I learn how to navigate my willfulness, what does it look like when we're talking about the fear of the pain of shame? What 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 is the again? I I'm I'm just really I find that very perplexing, kind of enigmatic. I'm afraid of the pain of shame. You know, it's going to drive me into this fight or flight mode. So I'm going to, it's going to have me doing all kinds of crazy things. You know, and and again, I am incredibly grateful for these things. For and it's actually all in the big book. I'm incredibly grateful for the the guiding principles, the the path set out for us to follow so I can learn these things and I can actually be different. I can actually be different. And it is very much one day at a time. You know. <clears throat> and I, I've said this before. I am not having a white knuckle recovery experience. You know, it's not the food. It's the it's this stuff. You know. You know what did what did what did Bill say in the in the uh, introduction or maybe Dr. Silkworth uh, that that this that the the information in the book was covered in such masterly detail. You know, God consciousness, the solution, the the cure for shame, for self. Uh, just just so, so wonderful. Uh, let's see here. I have a, I have another actor to perform that I have not much to say about because again I got kind of chicken. The husband. <laughs> and I'm not going to say much on it. I I can I you know again I'm I'm not afraid that my wife's going to hear any of that stuff. You know we we I shared this stuff with her. She's she's part of my recovery. Uh, you know, uh, there's so much here as a husband. How shame can drive me to do insane things. Most of them, I get angry. That's that's the short of it. When I get angry, 
and I'm and I'm in proximity to my wife, and we're doing something together, or I'm doing something at home. That's that's a, that's the 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 closest at hand example I can bring to bear. I'm at home, we're doing stuff, we're doing chores. She's asked she asks me to do something. I start doing it. I get angry. What's going on? Why are you angry? Well, I wanted it to be like a straight line experience. I want it to be done fast, and I want it to look great. Why? Why are you so upset it didn't work out? Well, because if she sees, you know, if I'm able to do these things, and I'm, if I can, if I can get it done, and it's like effortless and wonderful, and then I'm, I'm a good man. You know, again, it's that that this this concept of having transactional relationships with there there actually no one knows we're we're in a we're we have a deal with other people they don't know anything about it but i'm i'm engaged in a, a myriad of transactional relationships with with people i'm around they don't know anything about it but it's all about me medicating or or suppressing this shame toxic stuff that's 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 pushing me um you know again what does forgiveness look like when I'm when I'm at home doing these chores, it's it's the pause. Uh, it's and it's what does forgiveness look like here? You know, if I'm doing a chore and I'm having trouble, something breaks. How would God have me be? This just broke. Don't don't kill yourself, Adam. You know, don't don't take the poison. You know, God loves you. What's what's God's vision of you here? You've you're you've seen this. You've seen this in others. What does God's vision of you look like as a husband helping at home? What a good man you are. What a good thing you're trying to do. So you keep on. What and maybe you should ask for help. What's God's intuitive thoughts? What do they look like? What do they sound like? You know, uh just you know let go you know just release release this consciousness of wrong you know this is this is for me this is the fun stuff but it's also hard um and then I'll and then I'll share one last silly example but frankly it's just as important as as the most dramatic story I could ever tell uh, about shame um uh, I'm just a guy sitting at a stoplight and I am the truck driver that's part of it I'm I'm the guy sitting at a stoplight that's the other actor and I'm 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 back to the employee but now I'm just a man I'm a man driving a truck I'm a guy I'm a man's man sitting in this big Peterbilt and I got both hands on my steering wheel and I have a big rig and it's not just a big rig but it's this huge monstrous Peterbilt and it's got this big trailer and it's you know watch out and you know manly man coming through watch out and and it it, it it's it's an it's got an automatic transmission oh that's not so manly oh well yeah I know but anyway automatic transmission all you're really doing is holding the steering wheel you know see here's the narrative here comes the shame narrative i'm minimizing i'm deprecating my own worth my value this self-deprecating stuff starts coming out 
I'm holding my steering wheel. Both hands are on the steering wheel. I look out the passenger window, and I'm looking at another big rig next to me, and this guy's driving a nice Peterbilt just like mine, and I see him. We take off. He lowers his hand to shift his truck into gear, and I see he's letting the clutch out. I see the way it's performing, and I just mash down on the accelerator. I just push on the gas to go, and I look at my hands on the steering wheel, and I, you know what I do is I take my right hand off the steering wheel, and I lower it down as if I have to grab my stick shift. <laughs> Shame. You know, again, what else is that? For me, I can identify this habitual thing. You know, what's what on a subconscious, what's the subliminal thought coming here? <gasps> There's a guy over there. He can see you. Drop your hand down. I don't want him to see that I'm driving an automatic. That's how I treat myself. I'm judging myself, you know, with the judgment or condemning myself. Whew. That's what's going on in my in my mental arena. That's what's going on up in the old noggin. What's in my heart when I'm doing that? Not God. You know, really, what's what, who? Where am I? Like, you know, I'm lowering my hand down so a guy doesn't see me that I'm driving an automatic. It's it's silly, but it's real. And and I think for all of us, there are many, many, many postures, uh, acts, actions, um, uh, almost imposter-type things we do, actions we take, things we say uh, to... to uh, uh, suppress this 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 painful uh, this this these core beliefs about shame. You know, I'm, I'm, there's something wrong with me. I'm a bad guy. You know, I'm not good enough. That's insidious. And this is all the product of self-reliance. So, what does that mean for me? Well, you better get God. You better get you know. No, just pay attention. Pay attention. You've got an obsession with this. You know, so what? What's? how can you turn your will and your life to, over to your God here? Um, very, very experiential. Very uh, on-the-job training for me. And I love it. So how many areas in your life does shame-based do the do the shame-based beliefs come up? How, how many areas in your life do they come up? If if you were to take a, a, a piece of paper out and write that out, are you at work doing these things as the employee or maybe the employer, uh, the the father or the mother, uh, the the husband or the wife, the brother or the sister, you know, the sponsor? Do you do things based on shame as a sponsor? I do. As the sponsee, oh hell yes, I do. You know, what are they? You know, you know, really, what are they? What are you doing? What's the narrative? What what's that? What are all those compulsive thoughts that this stream of consciousness, this shameful stream of consciousness that come come flowing out of you? What's what's the narrative playing? And then, what does forgiveness look like here? You know, how would God have you be in each and every single experience? 
each and every one, we have an opportunity to look at how we're moving, to look at how we're showing up, to look at how we're managing life, to look at how we are managing will all by ourselves. You know, what What didn't turn that around? What does it look like? You know, again, the simple idea, Bill, why don't you choose your own conception of a higher power? Well, in this context, why don't you choose your own conception of how your higher power might have you show up? Choose your own. Use your imagination. You know, constructively use your imagination and think of how would, how would God have you be in this? And if you're and if you're lost and confused, yes, I am. Call somebody and and kind of work through some of these things as we go along. Listen to other people talk about their experience with with the, with this, this poison, with this shame stuff, the core beliefs, all shame based core belief stuff. You know, what does your fifth step really sound like here? Or if you're doing a tenth step, what does it sound like? You know, what what kind of prayer? work can you come out of? What kind of prayer can you have on the table in front of you or in your heart? What kind of prayer are you, what are you, how are you talking to God here about a, a, a fifth step with God and this steaming pile of shame? You know, God, I, I, you know, again, I love the things we hear in recovery. You know, God's going to honor your decision. You know, choose character or comfort. What is comfort? What we know, you know, what I'm what I'm married to, what I'm attached to, what I'm addicted to, or change. You know, pick something else. God's gonna spin this carousel. Give it give that wheel a spin and, and okay, Adam. What do you got? You know, tomorrow morning, here we go. You ready? Let's see who you are. And I think that's all I have. Uh, Thank you very much. Adam, thank you so much for sharing your experience and personal insights with us. Thank you for your honesty and vulnerability as you share how you implement these steps and spiritual work through the threads of your life. Thank you so much. Adam's contact information will be given at the conclusion of this recording, so you'll want to stay tuned for that. We are now going to transition to a question and answer segment. By pressing star 1 to unmute and give me your first name and first letter of your last name as well. Kathy K. Kathy K. Lynn F. Lynn F. Anyone else at this moment? Star one to unmute. Okay, well, let's get started with Kathy K, please. Thanks, Leah, for your continued service. And thank you, Adam. I really, really got a lot out of your talk today and identify so much, uh, especially with the role of worker. For some reason, I find that most of my shame-based experience is there. 
and I have started practicing what you talk about. I'm wondering if you can uh, say a little bit more. Is it like steps six and seven where over time the character defect diminishes? What has your experience been with that? Do you see progress, or is it something you just continue to bring God in every time you're in work and this shame comes up? So just a little more elaboration would be helpful. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Kathy. Uh, and it is very much uh, for me like six and seven. Um, when was I ready to uh, let God, when was I ready to turn over? When was I ready to let go of my gluttony, my compulsive eating? Uh, it was when I was ready. Um you know, so when I came to OA, that that was that was really it. I was essentially practicing. Uh, I, I guess I could say I was practicing step six. I was entirely willing that 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 God remove that defect of character from me. Um, so it, it took time. You know, again the shame it, it, with with work. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's just you know I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know that kind of stuff. Are you done? Um, uh, we don't have a lot of time, you know, I don't, I don't have, I guess that's kind of what it is. I, the shame can, is a killer. Mm. The fear is a killer. I'm, I don't want to live my life. I don't want to go home to my wife. I don't want to talk to my boss. I don't want to talk to my son. I don't want to talk to my mother or my siblings or all these relationships we enjoy. And I don't want to be driven by this anymore. You know, so for me, I do like the idea of, of step six. I'm ready now that, that my higher power remove my obsession with shame, the beliefs. What are the beliefs? And again, that's why it's hard for me. I don't have all the writing out in front of me, but we, we'd have to go through each and every single experience. You know, again, this it, it's just it's just, you know, God grows us, you know, apparently most of us apparently grow very slowly. Um, and I don't know if that helps or makes sense or, or adds to, to your understanding of what I was saying, but yes. Thank you. So That's I'm very gonna... helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Kathy Kay. Lynn F., your turn. Good morning, Leah, and thank you, Adam, for your powerful share and illuminating um, this often um you know, unspoken um, part of of recovery, and even you know when you're absent in practicing recovery, that the shame is still um, very profound for me and um, and for you and and many others. And um, for me, I just have a I have a question, if you don't mind, um, talking a little bit about your practice. For example, when shame comes up very specifically, you talked about you know, addressing forgiveness and things like that. But I'm wondering, for me, um, I physically get, um, I physically respond to shame and I physically shut down and um, my own shaming or shaming of others. And I'm just wondering if um, you have that experience and if so, do you have some strategies to get yourself, to help yourself move past shame or a shame type response um thanks oh thank you i do actually have a strategy 
Um, and it works quite well, and it's extremely simple. Um, if I'm in shame, if I, if I recognize I'm in shame, if I'm having some kind of a uh, shame experience, uh, what that's going to also be is I'm not just going to, it's not just a shame experience. I'm mentally obsessing about it. So what do we do when we're in mental obsession? You know, what do we do when we're in mental obsession about food? What's your food plan? What's the next meal? Into action. Get on the phone, writing, literature, meeting, service, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, what's the next right thing? If I'm in mental obsession, I can't fight it. What's going to help it? I'm going to turn my attention to my chosen ideal. And, and for me, with if it's a shame episode, and I'll use speaking on the phone as the perfect example. This morning, last night, the day before, oh, God, I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> it's like that guy on Saturday Night Live, that Chris Farley. Oh, you know, it's, you know, he's just so self-ashamed, so deprecating. Oh, well, what's the next right thing, Adam? You're not, it's not real. Move on. This, this sensation will move, will pass through you. This is, this is just a sensation. It's this emotion. It's going to rise and fall. Uh, you are not what your thoughts, what your feelings are, seem to be embodying. This is actually not real. It feels, but it's not real. It's mental obsession. These are unwanted and repetitive thoughts. They just keep coming. What's the truth? God, God can you help me here? What's the next right thing? You know, uh, I, it can happen for me. Let's say I'm doing a, a list of chores. My wife and I are engaged in, in a project, and, and I've got a list. She's got a list. First thing on my list, I come up against a roadblock. Oh, I'm not good enough. I, I should be an electrician. Oh, I quit. I'm out of here. We're, we're through. What's the next right thing? Because I can't fight the mental obsession I have with shame. It's very simple. I mean, to me, it's it's incredibly simple. I'm in mental obsession. What's the next right thing? And again, what are we doing? We're in mental obsession with food. What's your meal plan? I guess someone gets on the phone. Hey, I'm thinking about eating up my meal plan. Well, you're you might be having a mental obsession. Let's just what's your next plan? You want do you want to call me when you're done? You want to you know do you have the food? You know that kind of thing. We kind of walk through it. What's the next right thing? Um, and and for me, I, I I I think this is in the AA twelve and twelve, and and and, and uh, maybe it's on step six and seven. But an active use of the will. You know, an active use of the will. Return my attention to what's the next right thing. Walk away from the obsessive thoughts. That's it. Thank you, Lynn F., for the question. Who else has a question this morning? Star one to unmute. Kathleen O. MJ. Kathleen O. Who is next? I'm sorry. Michelle J. Okay, Michelle J. Irene B. Irene B. Judith R. Judith R. All right, let's go with that group. Kathleen O. Everybody else mute, please. Thank you. Good morning. Um, Thank you so much, Adam, for this really great topic. So 
Um, my question is, do you have a suggestion or suggestions? There's, I get a lot of calls from people in program who are unable to get abstinent or hold on to their abstinence. And when they lose it or they can't get it back, there's a lot of sadness, a lot of hopelessness, and the word shame always comes up with them. You know, they feel shamed because they can't do what they hear other people doing. So just wondering if you could comment on that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Kathleen. Um, that's common, I think, for all of us. Um, you know, we've either, we've had that, we've, we've been that uh, person, uh, we've sponsored that person. And I, again, that's just very common. And what do we do? Well, I'm in the food. I can't get out. I'm failing. And what? You know, you're powerless. You might die. You may not. You may. This may not work for you. You know. Remember, we're talking sponsor sponsee here. I I may not be able to help you. We may not be able to help you. OA may not be able to help you. The twelve step way of life may not be for you. If you're not powerless, if your life is not unmanageable, and 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 you can't get sober. I'm, I, you know, I don't know if I can help you. We may not have the answer here. It says that in the big book. You know, we only know a little. Now, it's an, it's an interesting experience we all have. I would have shame when a sponsee relapses or, or quits or, uh, you know, disapproves of me and, and drifts off. What did I do? You know, <laughs> you know, but. Uh, the shame, ultimately, you know, you and I may know the shame is actually driving me to the food. You know, self-centered fear. What's the book book say? Self-centered fear is killing us. And what do we do? Well, we get drunk. It's not the booze. It's not the food. It's the our core beliefs. We are, our spiritual interpretation of the world is us, self-reliant. And what we show up with is these crappy beliefs about the world. And we wonder, you know, again, untreated alcoholism, untreated compulsive overeating. You know, what, what do they call that? A, a dry drunk? What do we call that? No way. I don't know. But again, it's it's not going to be too long before that person ends up in the food. And... Um, it's not a simple answer, but again, what what what's the what what are we dealing with here? We're dealing with a, a deadly disease, you know, and the addiction will kill you. I don't know if I can help you. You know, we can talk about shame, but we're not going to go in an inventory it until you get out of the food. What's your choice? You know, we're I'm in OA. I'll help you if I can. You know, I'm I'm not a therapist. I don't want to talk. You know, try to help you grow. I, again, I'm I'm just. That's where I am with with a, with someone who's talking to me about being in the food. I don't want to try and try and save them. You know, I don't want to try and and uh, again, I don't want to try and rescue them. And that's because that's my shame stuff in there, or other stuff. Uh, anyway, I hope that helps. Thank you, Kathleen. Yes, thank, you. thank you, Michelle J. Good morning. Thank you. Michelle J. from Arkansas. Good morning, everyone. Um, so my question is this. Most of the time when we're guiding someone 
through fears or shame, things like this. It's usually women to women and men to men. But um, I have a young 26-year-old man that is in high, high, high anxiety, fear, shame. And I feel like I'm having a hard time connecting because I understand how women kind of process things. Am I crazy to think that a a, a young man is going to process things differently and his fear and anxieties are different than a woman's? Uh, are you crazy to think that he's going to have a hard time processing what you're what you're providing him? It, it, the question is, it seems like men seem to look at life differently. They're, they feel more like they're supposed to be able to handle everything. They're supposed to deal with everything. Women sometimes don't. I don't. I feel like we process it differently. And I'm just. Do you find that true? Absolutely. Yeah, you you just yeah you got it. Yes. <laughs> Ouch. So how right, right. You might not be able to help him. You you know you can. My phone number will be available. You know I can connect him with with. You know if he wants to call me, if he would call mm-hmm. men, we see what happens. Yeah. If and my understanding, if I'm working with someone and something's not working, I just have to. I have to hopefully gracefully just understand that be honest and 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 suggest that they might go to maybe i can offer them a, a name or a, a if it's a uh, you know maybe i can point them in the right direction but if it's not working for me god's going to take care of them you know it's not true it's not you yeah god's going to take care of them our desire to help and to help people recover and again there's a lot of stuff comes up for us rescuing and the the, the, the stuff it's you know for me it's i want to rescue people i want to i want to be happy i want to be validated that i'm a good sponsor good man stuff you know it's, it's i can be very selfish as a sponsor um and a lot of times we just have to let people go let them have their recovery experience in the in where it, where it's supposed to be thank you mhm thanks so much michelle j irene b Star one to unmute. Did you say Irene B? Exactly, yes. Perfect, thank you. Thank you so much for your service. This is uh, Irene B, uh, recovering bulimic from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. My question is, in your earlier answer, you said um, to walk away from the mental obsession. And I have two questions, and, 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 and one has to do with walking away with a mental obsession. It's like, okay, that sounds wonderful. How do you do it is my question. I don't know how to walk away. In my, when I'm in the middle of a mental obsession, that's my problem. First, right. I have to figure out that I am in a mental obsession, and the next thing is how do I walk away from it? And then you said, you know, okay, we have to think of what's the next best thing. Well, when I'm having a, be- a mental obsession, I have no clue what the next best thing to do all I know what to do would be if I'm aware that I'm having a situation which I frequently am not it would be to call my sponsor but she's frequently not available so you know and and when I'm in the middle of it I don't know what the next best thing is so that's my two two questions is how do you know what the next best thing is and how do you walk away from the mental obsession? 
Well, that, yeah, thanks, Irene. It, that's it. How, if you know you're in mental obsession, if you know you're obsessing about something, um, and most of us have our favorites, you know, pay, pay attention to our minds, what we're doing each day. You know, what, what bone are you chewing on every day? Pay attention to that. And if you catch yourself obsessing about something, pause and, and, and ask, you know, Irene, ask, can I, am, I, am I willing now to turn my attention to something else? And if you find yourself obsessing about it and you're spinning, you know, there's this, what do they call it, the, the uh, committee in the mind, all the voices are going, you're just spinning around, spinning, spinning, spinning. But if you know it, it's simple, call and say, I'm spinning. I'm in mental obsession about my kid or my job or my car needing brakes or I'm resentful at what call somebody and say, I don't know what to do. And, and it's that simple. You know, we can't figure it out. If we're in mental obsession and we're not able to stop and, you know, if we don't get an intuitive thought from God and become neutral, we pick up the phone. God, God will, you know, again, power will flow where it's needed. We pick a button. That's what this whole thing is about. We work with each other. We reason things out. You know, we, we practice. We witness. We share our examples. Call somebody. Don't go it alone. In spiritual matters, we don't go it alone. And if I'm in mental obsession, there's, there's something going on with me spiritually. I'm, I'm not being of any good use to me, my, uh, myself, or, or my family, my people, and my community, or God. I'm just being, I'm on, I'm just a mess. You know, no one likes to be in mental obsession, but it's that simple. Call somebody and ask them, hey, I'm, I'm having, I have the awareness that I'm in this state. What should I do? I'm kind of lost. See what they say. Thanks, Irene B. for the question. Judith R., your turn. Thank you so much, Leah. Thank you, Adam. Um, Adam, I'm Judith R. Grateful Compulsive Eater, recovered in Vermont. I have trouble doing my 10th steps when I get disturbed or annoyed or resentful. And I'd just like to hear how, how long does it take you to realize that you need to do a 10th step? And then how do you do it in the middle of your day? Well, the short answer is sometimes I don't. Sometimes I suffer. Sometimes I react, retaliate, swear, scream, kick. I throw a hissy fit. I'm, I'm going to take your toy away from you in the sandbox. You know, I'm. I, I, sometimes I'm just human. Sometimes I'll I'll have that emotional relapse. You know, the consciousness of what? Get the hell out of my way. <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm not well. Uh, but you know that's that's the truth. Sometimes we fall short. Uh, so what do we do? For me, what do I do? It's it's still it, it's you know it's it's still I've I've been on a you know again at this phase of my development over the past five six. Actually, a little longer than that, six or seven years. I'm in I'm in frequent contact with others, and we talk about these things. You know, I think of a yoga community where where people go to yoga classes three times a week, and they're all super flexible, and they all smile that 
kind of Buddhist thing. The handful of the, of the participants in the class are just on this super cloud. Well, I don't know about being on a cloud, but I can be in pretty fit spiritual condition if I stay in close proximity to others. And again, God loves me unconditionally. The universe is cool with me no matter what I do. No matter what I do, no matter what I say, it's all going to be meaningful, purposeful, and I believe for the good, benevolent. So be flawed, be vulnerable, fail. And the moment you know it, pick up the phone, get into action, do what we do, continue, do that 10th step. It's, it's, it's that, that's just what it is. You know, we continue when we, when we're, when we're, when we're there, when we're ready, pick it up. It's available to you. Swing that door wide open. It'll, it'll, it'll all work out. Grow at the rate your higher power has you intended to grow. It's not going to be, you know, Judith is the success. Yes. You know, and to the very end, to the, to the very end, she was perfect. No, it's gonna it's gonna continue to be messy occasionally. Hopefully not, but we're, we'll be we'll be we'll be watching. You know, we'll be we'll be you know again we'll we'll love each other. You know, the people we encounter in recovery, we'll we'll listen and we'll we'll share our experiences and we we will continue. You know, but again, the beating myself up if I'm not doing it right, if I'm not doing it enough, if I fall short. Where's God in that? You know, to what extent am I condemning myself in recovery? You know, that's, that's, I don't want that. And I suffer from that. That's again, that, what does self-will look like? What does it really look like? Uh, but I hope that, I hope that makes sense. Thank you, Judith R., for the question. Okay, this is the final invitation for questions this morning. Star one to unmute if you'd like to pose a question to Adam. Hi, my name is Pamela Kay. Pamela Kay. All right, hold on one second. Anyone else? Bonnie G. Bonnie G. Going once, <laughs> twice, all mine's cleared. Okay, Pamela Kay, question. Hi, Adam. Uh, I'm Pamela Kay in Sarasota, Florida. <clears throat> and um, I liked uh, how you were, were talking about being a truck driver and being the man. Um, my son is a over um, over the road truck driver, 18 wheeler, and um, I was just wondering when you're in that truck, and um, how do you how do you plan your meals, and and how do you take care of yourself while you're out on the road? 
Oh, I like that question, Pamela. Now, a lot of people are baffled by the by the experience I have. How do you do that? You know, how do you avoid the whatever all the all the all the temptations? And it's really simple. I do exactly what I did at my home kitchen before I became an over the road truck driver. You know, I I was I would I would minister food to myself like I was a clerk in the warehouse. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd receive three orders a day. The client uh, would would have me prepare one thing for the first order, uh, a different thing for the second order, a third thing for the third order. Each one of them were my meals. My job as the clerk in the warehouse was to make sure the stuff was always there, to make sure it got put on the dock to be provided to the customer, my stomach, at the proper interval, and that's it. I'm, I, I just do my job, and I do that in the truck. You know, I, I make sure the warehouse is stocked, my my pantry, my cooler, and at the prescribed time, I, I follow through. I I, uh, I uh, take the order and, and put it inside the customer, um, and it's that simple. Um, as far as the other part, how do I take care of myself physically? I really don't. That's the truth. I get pretty good sleep. I do a. The fact is, and I've and I've always doubted myself on this. I do a lot of prayer and meditation on the road, um, but physically, I don't exercise. I don't walk. I don't. I don't really do anything. I'm not really taking care of myself so well. But, you know, here's the here's the here's the rationale, perhaps. But but the truth is, um, uh, uh, this has had an effect on my body, muscle mass. Weight gain. I've probably gained 20 pounds in the four years that I've been an over-the-road truck driver, and I followed basically the exact same plan uh, that I followed when I left uh, as an over-the-road truck driver four years. So the sedentary lifestyle has added 20 pounds uh, to my body, uh, middle middle body flabbiness, um, and and reduced muscle mass. It's just turned to turned to flabbiness, turned to fat. Um, so the the other answer to that second part of the question is I, I'm not doing so well taking care of myself. But the the the, the follow up on that idea is I am coming out of the truck. I'm going to uh, be moving uh, into a new home with my wife soon. Uh, uh, what do people say? By the grace of God, um, I get to hop on another stepping stone and and uh, be introduced be introduced into a new vignette of this of this experience. Uh, I love I love the language, uh, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be a, a guy that comes home every night, uh, work eight hours a day. Uh, you know I hope to have a meditation spot in our property. I hope to I hope to uh, be in face to face meetings. I hope to you know be out there. Um, so uh, anyway, thank you very much for asking the question. Thank you, Pamela Kay. Our final question for the morning comes from Bonnie G. Hi, this is Bonnie G in South Florida. And this is a question that's really a little on the odd side in that it's the basis of, of your talk and yet it's never mentioned in the first 164 pages. And since I've been in uh, several 12-step programs, how do you define shame? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, what did you say? It was a, a weird question or what, kind of, what did you say? What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, let, let me pull out my notes. And I see, I love this. This is the prayer work here. If I don't know something, what am I asking? What am I asking my higher power for? And if I'm talking about shame, and again, the definition in the dictionary, shame, and I can identify with this. It's a painful feeling that I am humiliation. I am humiliation. Now, if we need to, we can go look that up in the dictionary and get let that wash over us. And and, and again, if you can relate to it, fine. If not, that's okay. But I can relate to it. It's it's this sense of humiliation. It's it's this sense of being. And there's no peace in it. It's uncomfortable. It's 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 painful. It's distressing. And it's caused by the consciousness of of wrongness, of foolishness, the consciousness of bad. Is that too simple? I think that's perfect. Yeah, each each one of us can go on to clearly define what it sounds like. You know, again, each and that's the that's the algebra part of it, or whatever high-level math that baffled you. What? How do we describe what is shame for Adam? Might be different from what shame is for you, and and that's why it's so important that we talk to one another and continue developing relationships to find our people that that really relate to us, that that we can really open up to and. I'm so ashamed. I had this experience when I was in in school, and I don't know why I was so ashamed at school. You know, and again, I, we start we we kind of untangle ourselves, our our identity as this ashamed person. We start to untangle ourselves from from our childhood narrative. I guess that that may go. Be, I'm sure it goes beyond the scope of of our big book, but um, you know, each one of us has this story to uncover and 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 tell um it's it's not a, it's not uh it's not easy uh, it's 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 hard work thank you thanks bonnie g for the question thanks to everybody who posed questions this morning and thank you so much adam for this profound and honest talk on your work, your deep spiritual work. Much appreciated. The share ID for today, 13,345. That's 13345 for Adam's presentation this morning. We're going to close from page 164. You'll notice it's in a chapter entitled A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. 
and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.